Build It Coach, Quick Tips, Episode 7, Payment and Performance Bonds, Get Out of Jail. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Build It Coach. I help you, the property owner, manage the chaos of a renovation or remodeling project so that you don't lose money, experience a mental breakdown, or become victim to a failed project. The Build It Coach is specifically designed to empower the non-construction professional. I'm your host, Dale R. Scriven, project management and design build professional. Welcome to the Quick Tip Series. Today, I will talk about payment and performance bonds. Before having a contractor start work on your renovation or remodeling project, it is standard practice to have two bonds in place. These two bonds are normally combined. They are called payment and performance bonds. These two bonds protect the owner, which is you, from the contractor just in case the contractor unjustly puts you in property owner jail. Property owner jail, what is that? It's when the contractor fails to perform work as outlined in your contract agreement. All right. The contractor is failing to perform. You can transfer power from the contractor to you with the help of a payment and performance bond. Again, why is that, Why is this bond important? You never know when you get a bad contractor who fails to pay their bills to the subcontractors and or suppliers. You never know when a contractor has money problems. They rob Peter to pay Paul. And they try to rip you off by installing inferior materials on your project. Contractors are notorious from taking money from other projects to finance other projects. And they may take the money from your down payment and go finish up another job and disappear from your project, all right? And that leads to, again, that leads to, again them installing inferior materials because they're trying to cut corners because they're robbing Peter to pay Paul. They may even hire substandard labor to put onto your project because they're trying to cut corners in order to save money. You never know when a contractor disappears, vanishes after you just paid them thousands of dollars for materials because they had to wait or had to pre-order materials that materials that were specialized. All right. Again, transfer power to you. Payment, payment and performance bond helps you navigate that. It can actually be an instance where you just, again, pay them a down payment and then that contractor waves a magic wand, a magic hammer and abracadabra. Boom. Poof. They're gone. Transfer power to you. The payment and performance bond will help you gain power, gain control of your project. See, Again, these unfortunate realities, what I call property owner jail, which is a key component to project chaos. You want your project done. Don't allow the contractor to send you to property owner jail. Let's explore the elements of a bond. There are three main elements. You have the surety, principal, and obligee. Surety, that's the financial entity that backs power of the bond, right? Just in case the contractor defaults, there needs to be someone, some entity with money to finish the job, 
That would be the surety. That's the financial entity. That entity is usually an insurance company. Not all always, but usually an insurance company. Then you have the principal. The principal is the company or the contractor that you hired. That's your general contractor or your subcontractor, whatever. That's who the principal is. Here's the most important part. It's the obligee. That's the third component. The obligee is you. And when you check the bond paperwork, you must be listed as the obligee on the bond. Very important. You just don't want the contractor to flash a piece of paper in front of you and your name is nowhere on that document. You should be listed as the obligee. This bond document is an official document, all right? Let's look at the payment portion of the bond. Again, it covers the failure of your contractor in case or in the case they did not pay their subcontractor or suppliers. Suppliers meaning um, the company where they bought their materials from, all right? You get covered for that. I had a colleague, Bill, he had a vacation house in Virginia. Nothing big, but a vacation house. He used to tell stories about how he used to have to winterize it, et cetera. And, you know, when you're in these um, coastal areas, the salt water can kind of wreak havoc on your home. Anyways, Bill decided to redo or have his wood floors Reinstalled. He tore up the old wood floors because they were old and put in new wood floors. Bill saved up his money, hired a contractor to do the job. Well, he didn't know that that contractor subcontracted the work to another contractor. And guess what? That contractor never paid the subcontractor for doing the work. So Bill's at his vacation home. He gets a knock on the door. Bill answers the door. Guess what? Subcontractor is mad asking Bill, where is his money? Bill has no idea because he hired a different company. But unfortunately, Bill didn't have a payment of performance bond, didn't have release of liens and a, and a release of liens and some other critical components. Anyways, Bill is now liable for getting this contractor paid. Now he's caught up in litigation of getting this contractor paid after Bill has already paid the general contractor for the project. Ridiculous, isn't it? It's horrible, horrible situation. Bill's out of money. He's paid the contractor. And now he's caught up in litigation. Totally ridiculous. All right. So a payment bond will offer a level of protection for you as the property owner. Now, let's take a look at the performance portion of this bond. Again, payment and performance bond. Let's look at the performance portion of it. This provides you protection in the instance where the contractor you hired is not performing work per the contract requirements and specifically as it pertains around scope, time and cost. Scope meaning the scope of work. They are not performing the scope of work and they're not performing that scope of work as outlined and also in a timely manner. Time is of the essence. In a timely manner. And the contractor 
could be playing games with the cost. They may not be honoring the original cost agreement and playing shenanigans with trying to give you irrelevant change orders, et cetera, trying to raise the cost on your project. The payment of performance bond, if you're able to prove that the contractor is playing shenanigans with any of these aspects, scope, time, and cost, you have some protection awarded from the surety, all right, or the bonding company, as they say. In a nutshell, the bonding company will get you out of project owner jail, property owner jail. You, yes, you own the project, property owner jail, project owner jail, if your contractor fails to perform work. Now, notice I did say contracted. I hope you did not enter one of those fatal agreements, a handshake deal. Can, it's almost impossible to enforce your bond rights under a handshake deal. All right. No handshake deals. Furthermore, if you sign the contractor's proposal, there probably is not a lot of meat on the bones and the T's and C's, the terms and conditions that will even help you enforce your bond, bond rights. Normally, those 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 contracts that you signed, the proposal that you signed from the contractor doesn't talk about time. The scope of work is more than likely vague. That's why you want to kind of avoid those and, and write your own contract. We talked about that in the previous podcast. Now, quick pause. Notice I did not use the word insurance with regards to what the bonding company will do for you. It's not insurance. It's assurance. The topics of bonding and insurance are totally different. Totally different. All right. Do not confuse bonding with insurance. Do not confuse confuse it. The, the confusion comes about because the surety, the financial entity, more than likely is an insurance company. But the way that this, this is executed, that bonding claims are executed, is an assurance. All right? It's not like insurance. Okay? Just wanted to re- reiterate that. It's assurance, not insurance. You know, this bond is very important. And it's important to get 100% of your project bonded. All right. I went to a dinner party. I mean, it was a few summers ago in Washington, D.C. And this couple, they were proud of their backyard. I mean, it looked fantastic for the portion that was done. I'm seeing stacks of mulch, dirt, koi ponds, lights, river rock, trees, all types of landscaping going on. Get to talking to the couple. And they were kind of frustrated because they hadn't seen their contractor in like three weeks. I'm like, wow. They kind of had faith that the contractor would come back, but they hadn't seen them in three weeks. I offered to look at their paperwork, look at it. Um, They didn't have a schedule, so they're kind of hard pressed to um, enforce a time penalty on their contractor. No schedule. I did notice that they had a bond, but check it. The bond was only 10% of their project cost, 10%. The bond only covered in this instance, in this instance, $10,000 of a $100,000 project. Meaning that the most that they could ever get from the bonding company if this contractor defaulted was $10,000 on a $100,000 project. See, when you see these advertisements on the side of 
billboards or commercials or, or their construction trucks and it says licensed and bonded, licensed means that they have the ability to legally do work in your jurisdiction. But bonding, all that means is the fact that they have the ability to get a bond. It doesn't mean that your project will be bonded. They have the ability to get a bond up to a certain amount. It you it, you must make it a requirement that the contractor bond your project 100%. You have to state that requirement. You have to make that a requirement. 100% is the full amount of the contract value. All right? A partial bond doesn't do you any good. Now, how much does a bond cost? Well, anywhere from 1% to 5%. About 1% if your contractor has good credit. This is kind of another indication whether you're working with a, you know, a good contractor or not. 2 to 5% of the contract cost, the contract amount, if your contractor has bad credit. So let's assume in this case, you have a $100,000 renovation project and your contractor has good credit. The bond is only going to cost you 1,000 bucks. That's it. 1,000 bucks. That's mail. That's money well spent. If you want to have a level of assurance and then furthermore, transfer some um, power from the contractor to you. All right. That's money well spent. I highly recommend it, especially for projects that have a high level of risk associated with them, meaning that it's more money that you're 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 willing to lose. I don't know very I don't know a lot of people who are willing just to lose one hundred thousand dollars. Pay a contractor, let's say up front ten thousand dollars. They start some work, their areas disturbed, and then they can just throw that money away. Um, so your risk, and also the sensitivity of the project, is when I recommend you have a payment and performance bond. Sensitivity as it pertains to time. You may have some obligations in regards to paying a loan back. Someone may may be coming out of town and you need this room done by a particular time. What have you? You know if your your project has a serious serious time constraint. Also the value of your project. There may be some sentimental value, etc. Payment and performance bonds. Okay. Now, all bonding companies are not created equal. The same way that your contractor may have a credit um, rate rating, bonding companies have credit ratings. They're rated anywhere from A to F. A meaning good, F meaning bad. If you're if the bonding company or the surety rating of that bonding company has an S, that means they're suspended. You definitely don't want a company that's suspended. All right. Now, there's a process of filing a claim with a bonding uh, bonding company. We'll go into that in a further um, in a future episode, I should say. But these are the key components you should have in order to enforce your rights with a bond. You should have a contract agreement that clearly communicates the scope, the time, and the cost. You have to have a good contract agreement. Also, a schedule that clearly communicates milestones and deadlines. And also, as an added level of protection, your contract agreement should stipulate the liquidated damages, how you are damaged financially for when the project is not performed. Okay, you should have those components 
within your agreement. Okay? Well, there you have it. This episode is a wrap. Today, you learned about payment bonds, performance bonds, and the elements of a bond. All right? Feel good about yourself. You took the time to learn. Acting on this information gives you a fighting chance against Project Chaos, money loss, continuous stress, or greedy, unethical contractors. If you know someone who needs help, invite them to listen. Let's look out for one another and build a strong community of homeowners who want a dream renovation or remodeling project. Make sure you subscribe to Build a Coach on iTunes or Stitcher. For more information, visit buildacoach.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, may your dream project become a reality. Please understand that every construction project is unique. Therefore, the lessons, teachings, and principles expressed in this podcast need to be tailored to your individual project. Any advice or information expressed in this podcast is intended to inform, educate, and teach. All advice and information is based on experience, research, and opinion.